We are back to Hall of Faith. Hall of Faith. And this is the series coming from the book of Hebrews. And uh, just give me, I'm, I'm just pray for me because, you know, again, the technology didn't work this morning. So, you know, you know but the Lord knew. <laughs> the Lord knew what was going on. Um, but Hall of Faith, Hall of Faith. Uh, we're going through Hebrews 11. For those of you that know where it is, go there now. If, if you don't know where it is, there is a table of contents in uh, the book, the, in the Bible. Um, you can find Hebrews in the New Testament section, uh, let's say about two-thirds of the way toward the end. Okay, um, Go find there, find the page number, and don't worry, I'll, I'll give you further instructions later. Uh, but we're in the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter, and the first week um, we covered uh, what is faith? What is faith? And the answers that we came up with were that they are, are uh, faith is the reality and it is the proof. Um, and that came from Hebrews 11.1. 1. Um, so when it comes to your faith, I try to leave you with this thought. Don't simply have faith. Live it. Don't simply have faith. Live it. And then the next uh, week we came from the title, Say Less. Uh, you know, this is similar to the other phrase, you ain't said nothing but a word. Uh, this is the young people's version of that, Say Less. And the question that was uh, brought up was, how can we understand what God is doing? How can we do that? And the answer is by faith in his word. And then I try to leave you with the thought that remember that God doesn't explain everything to us. So tell God, say less when God says less. Then we move to the, uh, the next one, which was hall of faith, uh, leaving a legacy leaving a legacy. And the question that was presented was, how can you leave a legacy with your faith? And there were three ways we could do it. We could sacrifice by faith, live approved by faith, and then finish by faith. And then I tried to uh, exhort you to leave a legacy. And the question we want to leave with is, what will you say at your funeral? Because you will speak at your funeral. What will you say? And then uh, the next, uh, the next one uh, came uh, from the following subject: "Must be nice." Must be nice. And that was the story of Enoch, and and the question uh, that was presented was: Why may God help you avoid the unavoidable? because you walk closely with him. And then uh, now we are on sermon number five. Sermon number five. And we are going to be coming from the same book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter and the 7th verse. Book of Hebrews, 11th chapter and the 7th verse. When you have it, say amen. If you still need some time, say wait a minute. 
Man, I'm, I'm the slow one, amen. Uh, Hebrews, the 11th chapter, the 7th verse, reads as follows. It says, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And I would like to come from the following subject. When faith requires fear. When faith requires fear. Um, you may be seated. Um, some of you might be looking at the title of this sermon as if I've gone to the left already. Because, you know, fear is always seen as a bad thing. You know, nobody, nobody wants to admit that they're scared. Nobody wants to admit that they're afraid. And, and especially with us Christians, you know, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. You know, oftentimes God is telling us, do not fear, for I am with you. So, so what in the world is pastor saying? <laughs> that fear is required in some aspects of faith. Well, there's different types of fear. And, and what's uh, soundly um, and roundly uh, uh, condemned in the Bible is worldly fear. Uh, uh, the fear of what God can't do. Uh, the fear of, of, of what the world might do or what uh, 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 you might do. Uh, uh, with or without God. But as we see in this text, sometimes godly fear is necessary. And I would say it's even necessary for faith. Uh, we're all, we often see faith and, and fear as, as polar opposites and, 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 and fear is the opposite of faith and whatnot. But, 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 but this text is, is, is showing that uh, uh, yes, the worldly fear is the opposite of faith, but, but there is a such thing as a godly fear. Uh, and and this, these things are, and this is necessary. And so that's the question we're going to ask today is how? How can godly fear be an example of faith? How can godly fear be an example of faith? And so what we're going to do is look at the story of Noah. Noah, is a, uh, Noah has a longer story than the other people that we've covered. We're not going to read the entire story, but we're just going to kind of summarize parts of it. Uh, uh, because this is what the book, this is what our scripture in Hebrews is referring to. And the, and the story of Noah um, begins in Genesis 6. And what we're going to do is just read, uh, uh, select verses again. Um, I encourage you to read the entire story about the flood if you've never read it. Uh, but, but um, well, the entire story of Noah, period, um, if you've never read it. Uh, but for, for 
the purposes of this sermon, we're just going to uh, focus on some select verses. Genesis 6, 13 uh, uh, verse says, And God said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Verse 14, and this is what God telling Noah, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch. And then uh, skipping ahead to verse 22, there's just a lot of details in the middle. Moving on to verse 22, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. And then, uh, so we see that Noah's being obedient. And then now we move on to chapter 7, verse 6, where it says, Noah was 600 years old. Remember, this was in the time that, you know, the the climate was good. In fact, we're talking about the climate now. Uh, the climate was good. The, the, the world was how God had designed it, but, 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 but things were getting ready to change. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. Verse 11, in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, and that, that's real specific, amen? On that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up. And the windows of heaven were opened. Verse 12. And the rain was on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. And again, I encourage you to read the rest of the story because it doesn't end there. They were still on the boat for months until they were able to walk on dry land. So reading this, this story, in Noah's case, how could godly fear be an example uh, of faith? How can it be an example of Noah's faith? Verse 7, it says, by faith, uh, excuse me, Hebrews eleven seven. I know we're scripture hopping, but now we're back. Book of Hebrews, 11th chapter, the 7th verse, it says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned, of things not yet seen. That's where the faith comes in. Moved with what? Godly fear. Prepared an ark for the saving of his household. By which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And Noah's example is what I want to talk, to talk to you about today. How can godly fear be an example of faith? You build your ark before it rains. You build your ark before it rains. Imagine if Noah sat on the ark and just waited and waited and waited until the first rain drop and then tried to complete the ark. Uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not a carpenter, but 
but you know, to build a boat takes a long time. Uh, you, you know, it, you're gonna need more than a day. <laughs> it, take, it, takes a, it takes a long time. And in Noah's case, he was, he, he was doing this, let's, uh, uh, the Bible doesn't specifically say, but he was doing this for at, for at the most up to 100 years. Because his sons were born when he was 500 and then the rain fell down when he was 600. So he was preparing and, and building this ark uh, at, at the very most for 100 years without a drop of rain. Some of us have arcs that we need to be building. And God has told us the ark that we need to build. And some of us know that if we don't build our ark early enough, when it rains, it's too late. Because hindsight is always 2020. But foresight, for many of us, seems to be zero out of 20. You know, in hindsight, we should have gotten that house before COVID, before the recession, before the 90s. But now that we look back at it, we missed our chance. And in, in, in hindsight, uh, for those of us that remember Jim Jones, in hindsight, he was an awful person. But at the time, the foresight wasn't there for everyone. Hindsight is, is 2020, but our foresight is, is zero out of 20. Why am I mentioning this? It's because when we're talking about uh, uh, when Noah was building the ark and God said that it was rain, there had been no such thing as rain. I have a question. Now, let me ask uh, uh, Deacon Anthony. Deacon Anthony, can you make water come out of the sky right now? You don't know how to do that? <laughs> Can't make it come out the sky. Now, I know Mother Jenkins knows. I know you can make water come out the sky. Sh show us how to do it. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous, right? Now, you have people who have been around, and the earth had been around for about almost 1,700 years, 1,700 years, with no rain, no such thing as rain because of how the climate was. And then you have God saying, I'm going to destroy this earth. I'm going to flood the earth. How? <laughs> How is that going to happen? Rain's not even possible. And, and the reason I say this is because sometimes God's judgments look impossible to carry out. God, how are you going to bring down so-and-so? God, how are you going to judge this and that? They're established. There's, there's no way. There's no way, what, is what most people would say. 
But even on top of that, even on top of that, you got Noah looking real silly. He's building this ark <laughs> for some flood. <laughs> That's going to require some rain to come out. You know, the uh, fountains were going to burst forth. <laughs> what? And then, and then on top of it, and then on top of it, uh, the Bible's not clear, but, but just judging uh, 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 by, 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 by what the text tells us, uh, just guessing by what the te text tells us, you know, you're supposed to build uh, boats in a shipyard. Someone from the Navy said, amen. You're supposed to, you know, if you're going to build a boat, it needs to be near, near water. So, so, so again, it's possible, it's possible that Noah is building this ark, this humongous ark, uh, uh, several times the length of the educational building. This humongous ark on dry land. See, why am I saying this? Sometimes godly fear makes us do things that make no sense to some other people. You know, there are times that God is going to tell you that you need to distance yourself from a person that has some affluence and some power. Why in the world would you sever a relationship with somebody that's got money and power in America? You trying to get ahead, why would you do that? Why, when you finally got a couple dollars to your name, would you listen to the Lord when he tells you don't just spend it. You need to save it. But, 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 but Lord, I can afford this now. But he says, no, 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 save it. Because something's coming up. And you're going to need that money. And all your friends is going out and buying new things. It, it, it looks weird when you finally met who you called the one. And God says, don't do it. But, but Lord, they, they, they were a perfect match. They even go to church, Lord. They serve, Lord. This is the right one, Lord. And the Lord said, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take that opportunity. The Lord, you might get that, uh, you might get that job offer and it's, it's paying you uh, uh, exactly what you thought. It's close to you. Everything's working out. And the Lord's like, don't do it. Don't do it. It doesn't make sense to most people why you would turn down that six-figure job. It doesn't make sense why you would turn down that woman or that man that has been interested in you and pursuing you. It, it doesn't make 
sense to most people and, 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 when, and following God's direction sometimes will get you laughed at. It'll get you ridiculed about how you messed up your life and how, how, how you lost your opportunity. It'll get you ridiculed, but, 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 but you've got to believe God. Because even in this text, not only is God looking out for you, uh, you realize this is bigger than you. Sometimes being faithful and, 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 and operating on godly fear is because there's something bigger than you happening. See, Noah uh, had his family, uh, 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 verse 7. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household, as well as the other, you know, animals and whatnot. This wasn't just about Noah. Y'all realize that if God only wanted to save Noah, then God would have just told Noah to build a boat for himself. Didn't he start, uh, how did Eve come in here? Took out a rib, right? Couldn't, couldn't God do the same thing with Noah? He could have started over. He could have done it. But, 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 but this was bigger than Noah. Sometimes the, uh, our faith is not just about how we feel and the opportunities that we want, but it's about something bigger than us. Sometimes our family is going to suffer because we take that great job opportunity. Sometimes uh, uh, the, 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 that right person that's, that's right for you and, 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 and just seems like a perfect match does not fit well with your family. Yeah, that, okay. I wasn't supposed to preach about that, I know. But it's bigger than you. Following God and being faithful is bigger than you. And sometimes feel, uh, being faithful is lonely. Sometimes when you are following God and God is warning you and telling you to go away and run from certain things, you are going to be the only one running. You're going to be the only one uh, uh, applauding yourself. You're, nobody's going to be rooting for you. Nobody's going to tell you you made the right decision. Nobody's going to be in your corner. Sometimes you've got to follow God all by yourself. Sometimes. Sometimes. Noah, as we read in the text, you know, Noah was condemning the world. That's not an exaggeration. Noah literally <laughs> turned his back on the entire planet. Nobody came up and joined. Nobody asked him if he needed help building the ark. Nobody came to faith because of Noah's obedience. Nobody did that. He had to do that all by himself. He had to carry all that wood by himself. He had to hammer all that wood into the other wood, get all the nails by himself, take all the measurements by himself. Noah did that by himself. 
And see, foresight in that time would have looked like, you know, why am I doing this all by myself? Maybe, maybe I'm not going the right way. Maybe I misheard God. But again, hindsight is 2020. And so the question that we have today is how can we make sure that we're safe? Can I talk about Jesus real quick? Y'all realize Jesus is in the story, right? Did y'all know that? Oh, you didn't see his name. But don't forget that Jesus is the judge. Need proof. John 5, 22. The father, in fact, this is Jesus talking. The father, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son. All judgment goes to the son. So you want to know something real uncomfortable for us that like to see Jesus as this happy-go-lucky guy? Jesus sent the flood. Jesus, you know, according to the will of his father, obviously by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was the one that wiped this earth off. He did it. The same Jesus. <laughs> He's the one that sent the flood. So then that makes it interesting because when he died on that cross, it was as if he took the flood on the cross. All of that judgment that he meted out uh, 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 thousands of years ago on the world, uh, that judgment should have happened again. Maybe not by water, because he promised not by water, but, but, but we, should, we should have all been judged uh, for rejecting the Son of God. However, Jesus decided to take our sins on the cross. He took all the judgment. He took all the punishment that was meant for us on the cross. He took the flood. The same God that sent the flood took the flood. And not only did he die, but on the third day, he rose again. So, so what, what does that mean? It means that his resurrection proved that all in Christ are safe from judgment. Let, let, let me say it a different way. Let me say it a different way. Noah built the boat, but Jesus is the boat. Jesus is the one that dealt with the punishment for you and for me. He dealt with the flood of judgment that was reserved for you and me. He dealt with the rain of punishment that was supposed to be for you and for me. But we who are in Christ are safe. We get to ride in the boat that is Jesus Christ, protected from all the judgment, protected from all uh, 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 the punishment, protected from these things so that we could live a new life. And, 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 and since Jesus is the boat, we ought to get on the boat. But you will never get on the boat unless you think a flood is coming. 
Some of us think we got so much time. Can I tell y'all again? I, I feel like I've said this before. I had a plan with God. I was going to enjoy my 20s, still be Christian, okay? I'm not going to walk away from the faith, no, not that. But I was going to enjoy my 20s, and then, you know, maybe in my 30s, you know, try to get a little serious. Probably in the 40s, yeah, I got to pick it up, you know. That was my plan. But I learned that <laughs> God... Uh, not only did he have other plans, but um, I also learned that I was not guaranteed tomorrow. Some of us really think that we got time to prepare. And so we can just relax. Take it easy. But understand that a flood is coming. And that you need to be rescued from this flood. For those of us who are already Christians, you know, we, we've, we've escaped the flood of judgment for our sins. But don't worry, God is still warning you about certain things. God is still warning you that if you do not follow what he says right now, something's gonna happen. If you don't listen to what your doctor say right now, I mean right right now, something's gonna happen. If you don't walk the direction that God wants you to walk, I mean today, right right now, Something gonna happen. And when it rains, you might not have a chance to get on that boat. So as I close this, you know, godly faith requires godly fear. Godly faith requires godly fear. You, we have to be afraid of life without God. We have to be. We have to know that life without God is, 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 is bad. It's, 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 it's awful. That maybe it might feel good. It might feel comfortable. But that the worst place to be is outside of God's presence. Godly faith requires godly fear. Let me leave you with this statement. Godly fear looks ridiculous until it rains. Doing what God tells you to do looks crazy until it rains. Don't wait until it rains because you might just drown in that flood.